Assalamu alaikum, peace and blessings. Welcome to Modest Beauty Podcast. I'm your host, Kalada the Model, and today's special guest, as you can see here, those of you who already know him, I am going to introduce him. He is Mr. Ian Williams. He's a former professional model and actor who was in multiple international awards, recognized designer and producer. Mr. Ian Williams is a three-time British Vogue featured designer. He is the founder and the executive director of DC Fashion Week. This is an honor for me actually to be able to interview him on my Modest Beauty podcast. We'll get to the reason why later. Let me continue. He regularly provides his fashion commentary on social media and all the news outlets such as Fox 5, WTTG, and ABC News, Channel 8. He is also the recipient of the Fashion Icon Award, You Design Me. He is the designer to watch on Council Magazine, Outstanding Achievement in Fashion Maryland Fashion Awards, winner of the Best Indie Menswear Designer, Black Fashion Designer Association New York. Top 100 Events, number three, Fashion in Washington by Biz Bash Magazine and Best Tourist Attraction Washington Award Committee. He is a red carpet designer, Mr. Ian Williams recently combined his Magnum underwear collection with his red carpet label, Corjour. Am I saying that right? Corjour, yes. Corjour International for his 35th consecutive showing of DC Fashion. Thank you for joining us, Mr. Ian Williams. Thank you for coming on. And I appreciate you doing this. I'm just super excited. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm even honored that to see your growth as a model and then transitioning uh, to news correspondent. Uh, I think that's great, amazing. Tyra Banks once said that in order to have longevity in this business, you have to learn how to adapt. And I love seeing models do that and continue to grow their brand, to expose their talent to the world, and just say how great the DMV talent is. So I'm honored to be here and I'm happy to be here. I appreciate it. And we will discuss how we actually met. But we are at an event. Yes. Is the what, pink carpet? The pink carpet event. It's the fifth annual pink carpet event. Mm-hmm. As you know, October is Breast Cancer Awareness. Yes. Many of us are familiar with people who have been diagnosed with this potentially deadly disease. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also know that African American women have a, uh, a significant larger percentage of contracting the disease and also not having and having a higher uh, mortality rate with it yep. so education uh, self-exams mm-hmm. are just needed more people need to understand that this is a serious plague in our communities and we're grateful for events like this mm-hmm. that bring awareness that celebrate the survivors mm-hmm. so that people know they're not alone mm-hmm. so i'm always happy to lend a hand yeah, that's right thank you thank you you do give back to me community and, and we appreciate that and that brings me to my first question. Tell me about Mr. Ian Williams. Who is Mr. Ian Williams? And if you notice, I named a bunch of hats that you wear. Model, actor, director, producer. I can go on and on. Yes. How do you manage to be all those people, do them so well, and conti- yeah, you're welcome, and continue to push through? Well, you only have one life to live, Mm -hmm. and I started in this industry, I remember 
my freshman year I went to college, I wanted to be a doctor. Oh. And once I really got a full understanding of how long it was going to take, I went to my guidance counselor and I said, you know what? I want to finish this as soon as possible. What is the highest paying career in four years to graduate And she said, computer engineer. I said, so put me in that. <laughs> so I jumped into computer engineering. I was trying to self-fund that for a while. And then I went into the military because it sounded like a great getaway. They would pay for the college. They would pay me while I was going. So they seemed better. So I did that. I stationed over in Europe. I was in Air Force Intelligence. I left there to go to NASA. I was a NASA engineer. Hubble Telescope Project for like nine years, and then I was telecom companies, the last one being Bell Atlantic, Bell Atlantic, which is merged to Verizon. I was very good uh, in information science and other technology, but I hated life. I hated going to work. It was literally eight hours is all you got out of me. Yep. At 8.01, I would stop in mid-sentence <laughs> and head out. Okay. I've always been tracking. I'm sure, long, long hours and just... It is, but if you're doing something that you really love, but I had a family, uh -huh. um, have a family, <laughs> you have a family, three kids, trying to be a good provider, and it was just a way that it, I was able to surpass discrimination in the workforce because mm -hmm. for computer skills, it didn't matter what you look like, where mm -hmm. you came from, mm -hmm. English wasn't even your first language, if you had the computer skills, they were hiring. That's it. So right. that's the feel. So it was lucrative in that sense, yeah. but I always... No, I started modeling in high school, mm -hmm. and then I started being a designer, and I started teaching models, and I got some I've always been attracted to the business. So when I saw the opportunity to leave corporate America and just focus on my passion, I did that. And you hear it so often. You do something well enough, it will pay for itself. Yes. I don't care yes. if your job is watering plants. If you water plants better than anybody else, the money will come. If your job is you can make a peanut butter cookie, if you make the best peanut butter cookie, it's gonna it's gonna pay off. So delve into your passion. So out of all of those skills that you do have and all of the hats that we talked about earlier, which is your favorite? I know you are a designer, but you also put such a wonderful show on in this fashion week. And it's not easy. And it's, oh, no, not it's, easy. A it's a lot, a lot of work. It's a lot of Exactly. It's a few days. I have an amazing team. I couldn't do it on my team. My social producer, Jimmy Jones, my stage manager, David Miller, my production assistants, Chris and Portia, mm -hmm. my lead makeup artist, Ned, for Flan, captures a lot of beautiful pictures, Damon catches video. Mm -hmm. I'm sure I'm miss, missing somebody, but I have a great, I'm blessed with a phenomenal team. Um, I actually, most people don't know, I love to direct. I love to shoot so for films. I love producing a show. Okay with my designs in it. Oh, so okay. it's, it's like right, right. producing a play and putting your baby in it. Yes, yes that makes sense. That makes so sense. that part, yep. I really do like that part. Television, I love the finished product. I don't like the process, the mm -hmm. shooting and the editing and the filming and mm -hmm. you know that part. But I love seeing the finished product mm -hmm. with that. Mm -hmm. But in terms of what it gets me the most pleasure, I love, I love designing. I love shooting the images and creating the editorial mm -hmm. stories. So that's mm -hmm. what I get most excited about. Okay. So you did talk about earlier that you, I think you were interested to fashion design in high school? Yeah, well, I started as a model. I okay. entered a modeling contest. It was um, in Memphis. It was based off schools. And my school recommended me to be the male model for the school because okay. they liked the way that I dressed. Uh, I won the contest. Oh, nice. uh, and then I ended up modeling. Got bit by the modeling bug. My father didn't embrace it, you know, in the 80s and, as much. I think, I think that's a lot of our parents <laughs> and our backgrounds. Like, no, you're going to get a real trade. Right, but once you get in there and they see how well you're doing, right. and then it's, sometimes they do change. Well, see, in the 80s, there wasn't a model of color right. that resonated with 
the community. That's so right. there wasn't, you know, Tyson Bedford. There That's wasn't right. a Boris Kojo. Right. Right. Uh, so there wasn't one that the model that most people, and I'm not even say it was a model, Superfly. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a model. Yeah, 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 no, right. <laughs> you know, Shaft. Yeah, you know, those right, Shaft. those right. were the icons. Mm-hmm. So they didn't really see that. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't anyone that, you know, in the modeling industry, women make. 10 times more than a man. It's the only field that they do that, that in. That is true. I know so, that. <laughs> uh, so my hat's off to them. Yes, thank you. Uh, so it just, so he didn't embrace that. He wanted me to get a skill set and do that. But he got a chance before he passed to see Fashion Week and to see the collection. And he was very impressed and happy and proud of me. And he told yeah, me so. so absolutely. It was a that's blessing. the end product. And that's the most beautiful thing. So it's a blessing. It well, is a blessing. So what and who are your things that are inspiration when you are designing? To me, it could be anything. You just never know. This last collection, believe it or not, I was actually so funny I have them on. I wanted these pool slides by a designer and they were sold out. And sometimes when you can't get something you really, really wanted, I'm looking at all the different websites and I finally got them. And I'm more a fan of white gold and platinum than I am of yellow gold. But I particularly just love these pool slides that are yellow gold and black. And I just decided that my next collection was just going to merge those colors together. Nothing. You know, too scientific. It's just a, it that's, just caught me on a good day. But that's inspiration enough. That, that. that is Sometimes I find inspiration in nature. Sometimes mm-hmm. I did a collection with dress pieces. It was a drop of oil, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the water hit it, and I saw all the pretty pinks and blues yeah. and turquoises, and yeah. I built a color palette for that. Yeah, this collection. I am going to get some pictures off so that our viewers can see because oh, we do have viewers sure. and listeners. So I will get some so they can see. It was a beautiful um, collection, and I really thank really you. liked it. Thank yeah, you, I really you. liked it. So what qualities should a fashion designer develop or what qualities should they either naturally have or build to become the caliber of a designer like you? Well, I've learned since then. So first I would say they really have to be educated. Mm -hmm. There's no denying that certain people have self-talent. I'm a Mm -hmm. self-taught designer. Mm -hmm. I didn't go to fashion school. Uh, I went to engineering school. (laughs) But you can relate it because that was another question I had before. You can relate your The technical background in terms of how you organize and process things and following those best practices, those were very helpful for me. Building the website, things like that. I got to jump with innovation with that. However, Going to school to get the technical foundations and learning how to do the patterns mm-hmm. and things like that mm-hmm. will benefit you far better yes. uh, today. So I would tell anyone that wants to enter the fashion design to get the education background. A lot of people can do the creative process, but they don't understand the business process. Some of your most talented designers don't sell anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, And I think it's because they haven't mastered the business part. And there are other designers who I'm going to say are inferior to those that are super talented and they do extremely well right. because their marketing is great. And there are a number of retail chains that put out copies of designer things that are not great quality, but You're right. <laughs> they're, because of social media, That's people don't right. want to wear stuff twice. Yep. You know. Yeah. Now uh, <laughs> I have Michael Kors talk about that. Well, did, if did, I feel did. good in something, I wear it today. I can wear it two days exactly. from day. I can wear it tomorrow. And if you're you know, beautiful and, like that, and yeah. you paid so much money, as long as it's clean, and you paid a lot of money for it as well. I don't care if it's a five dollar shirt. If, it, if I put it on, it fits right, and I'm feeling good in my right. five dollar shirt. Right. I'm wear it to the Seven Eleven. I'm wear it to. So for me, yeah. Well, this next question is talking about DC Fashion Week and your production. What year did it all begin? 
So there's a couple of parts of the question. Um, you also put DC on the map. I mean, for just DC fashion, of course DC is on the map, but for DC fashion, you put us on the map, which is another, you know, accolade. A lot of great community partners come on board. I'm so grateful now that we have a mayor that understands the creative economy. She's launched an initiative, uh, 202 Creates, which celebrates that. We've not had that before. Um, DC has been voted as one of the best cities for the creative process to build their businesses, so that's fantastic. We have that support. We have a vibrant arts community, a lot of great talent here. Um, we're entering our 18th year. Mm, 18th uh, have, year, wow. We have two seasons, so we just celebrate season 35, that's season right. 36 in February. Um, with being the nation's capital and being home to different embassies mm -hmm. and representing the whole country and, and being about diversity, We've always done that from the very beginning. We've had plus size models, we've had models of color, um, we've had weird compared models, we've had, we pretty much look at all shapes and sizes. Um, of course, designers, our clients, they favor the industry standard, but we do make a lot of exceptions uh, for that. Uh, we just think that the faces of beauty comes in all shapes and sizes, so we're super excited about that. And that's one of my questions. You are the first to actually embrace the modest fashion on the runway. Oh, absolutely. And I know that, and that's why I want to make sure it is well known because you are the one that put the mind and that's one of the reasons why I wanted you on my modest fashion or modest beauty podcast because you are an icon with that because you gave me the opportunity that's how we met you gave me the opportunity to walk down and to show present what I have although I am a modest model what was your what was your because because of you wanted to embrace that I mean what was your well, behind it. For me, it was, I was introduced to it by Lisa Muhammad, mm -hmm. and I said, I think this is pretty cool. And we had just experienced 9-11, mm -hmm. and I'm all about breaking barriers mm -hmm. um, and understanding people being prosecuted or being discriminated because of their background or mm -hmm. their faith or something like that. So I thought it was an excellent opportunity to educate the masses um, that we would still be able to keep the peace and that because of what was going on in our country, it wasn't solely selected for just an individual or individual faith. Yeah. Uh, and they were asking, so where you're, you're, you're Christian and you, I said, but we're in the United States wow. and God loves everyone and we embrace everyone. That's what's so great about living in America mm -hmm. that we can all work together collectively, especially we have something in common. Mm -hmm. And then what we have in common here is fashion. Yep. And there is fashion for everyone. Uh, and here's right. the way to relate. That's right. Excellent. Excellent. So with that, what sparked your interest to take a, such enormous project as DC Fashion Week and be successful not once not twice but 35 times 35 hear me 35 35 times and be very successful and keep going what made you keep going well it's definitely my passion mm -hmm. but it's an enormous there, task there's so many people I did a fashion show um, I had a great sponsor for it most of the things I do with fashion is self-finance mm -hmm. I, I use my own reference for my brand and the reasons for that mm -hmm. and after the show I wanted to say well what do I do next because again I didn't have that fashion degree background mm -hmm. and I wanted to know how could I get the word out other than the people that were in attendance mm -hmm. so of course I heard of New York Fashion Week and I decided to go do that I gave the organizers what I had just completed and I wanted to duplicate that in New York Fashion Week and at that time I was told what I wanted to do was six figures for a 20 minute show and they couldn't even guarantee that 
press would still be there or celebrities would be there because that was a thing back then. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know every designer is not paying no. the kind of money to do a showcase. Right. So it has to be a way for designers like me or designers particular of color mm-hmm. to exhibit and introduce their fashion, fashion to the fashion community. Right. So they gave the birth for DC Fashion Week. I trademarked it so no one else could come get it. That's right. <laughs> and the trademark. Yeah. And we let a few other people, you know, try to bootleg, but yeah. people know bootleg is authentic. <laughs> we are I know. I've the been official there. <laughs> DC official. Fashion Week. Let's be clear on that. That's right. That is right. <laughs> but bless the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's always like that with us. Anyway, anytime we have something good, anytime yeah. we are up there with, you know, the top. They want to steal. They want to take, and they want to. They want. But you know, really, there are opportunities to partnership. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. And so, you, of course, you could do it on your own. But why reinvent the wheel? Right. So, that's but, right. but you know, that's right. So, my <laughs> other question here is: since we are here, and you love to give back to the community by hosting the fifth annual Pink Carpet event, I know you spoke about it earlier. What are your thoughts of being a part of this wonderful platform that brings awareness and um, showcases breast cancer survivors? I mean, just to share, I was also not diagnosed. But they were, it was a lump, and but it was benign. So it, it was scary. It was I, it very scary. After. And and for somebody to do this and for you to host it, there must be a, a, a drive. Or like you said, there's so many of us who have and of women of color. What, what are your thoughts? On well, cancer used to be terrifying for me. Mm-hmm. I love both parents to cancer. Oh, yep. um, so there are several people that loved ones that we've seen go through this. Mm-hmm. I even, as a man, do Breast exams. Right. You have to. <laughs> they, they don't think you have to. But right. They do. So we know you that. Do. And right now his name escapes me, but it was back in the play chap, I believe. Yeah. Uh, oh, Samuel L. Jackson. No, no, no. no, no. He, wasn't. Chap, he was the first, first chap. Right, right, right. Yeah, that was uh, the 70s, 1970s. Right. I can't think yeah, of his yeah, name. Yeah, me but I think I may have the information wrong, mm-hmm. but it was a major. African American male macho mm-hmm. actor mm-hmm. that was diagnosed. Mm-hmm. So that let us know. It brought awareness to it that it would men have to check. And one yep. of my closest friends is a doctor mm-hmm. and he had a lump and had to have it removed. Wow. So you have to you do have to check. You yeah. have to check. A lot of you know men will wear a prostate and colon, mm-hmm. but we're not necessarily paying attention to because we don't relate to that. We're men. But it's something you have to do. Yeah. Have we, to do. we appreciate you being here. We yeah. appreciate you being the host. Um, so many of the models are, are from Fashion Week, so they're here supporting the event. Some of the designers have also done Fashion Week. It's all about networking yeah. and giving them different opportunities and platform. I think this is an amazing platform. We're in a beautiful space. Still in the DMV area and the organizers are recognizing the survivors. And mm-hmm. I think it's nice for them to come out and dress up and feel good yes. uh, about themselves and enjoy some fashion. That's right, sounds good. No one, who doesn't love that, right? <laughs> Where can our listeners and our viewers find you and your designs? I know you do have a website, but if you like to. Everything really starts with DC Fashion Week for us. So mm-hmm. official DC Fashion Week on Instagram and DC Fashion Week on Facebook and Twitter. If you want to follow my antics, I'm Mr. Underscore DC Fashion Week on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, we exhibit twice a year in February and September. We just um, came off of them. We, we just did. <laughs> so we're looking for models, volunteers, mm-hmm. designers, yep. vendors, uh, media people that want to come out and support, celebrate fashion in the nation's capital. We're happy to have you. Thank you. Our last question. What advice and or words of inspiration can you as a fashion designer and a fashion show producer leave us with? I believe that as a fashion designer, definitely create from the heart, mm-hmm. but also create with a career mind. It's nice to have great fashion, but you don't want to be fabric rich 
and poor. <laughs> so you want to identify who your client is and cater to that client. And if you do that, you'll do well. I appreciate it. And with that, thank you so much for joining thank us. You for I appreciate you being here. Stay fashionable, stay trendy, and in our case, stay modest. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me.